once upon a time, we lived in an economy of financial growth and prosperity. This was called the Great Moderation, the misguided belief by most economists, policymakers, and central banks that we have transformed into a new world of never-ending growth and prosperity. This was seen by robust and steady GDP growth, by low and controlled inflation, by low unemployment, and controlled and low financial volatility. But the Great Recession in 2007-2008, the Great Crash, broke this illusion. A few hundred billion dollars of losses in the financial sector cascaded into five trillion dollars of losses in world GDP and almost 30 trillion dollar losses in global stock market. So the understanding of this great recession um, was that. This was completely surprising. This came out of the blue. This was like the wrath of the god. There was no responsibility. So, as a reflection of this, we started the Financial Crisis Observatory. We had the goal to diagnose in real time financial bubbles and identify in advance their critical time. What is the underpinning scientifically of this financial observatory? We developed the theory called Dragon Kings. Dragon Kings represent extreme events, which are of a class of their own. They are special. They are outliers. They are generated by specific mechanism that may make them predictable, perhaps controllable. Consider a financial price time series, a given stock, your preferred stock. Or a global index, you have these up and downs. A very good measure of the risk of this financial market is the peaks to valley that represent a worst-case scenario when you bought at the top and sold at the bottom. You can look at the statistic, the frequency of the occurrence of peak to valleys of different sizes, which is represented in this graph. Now, interestingly, 99%. Of the peak to valleys of different amplitudes can be represented by a universal parallel represented by this red line here. More interestingly, there are outliers, there are exceptions, which are above this red line, occur 100 times more frequently, at least, than the extrapolation would predict them to occur based on the calibration of the 99% remaining peak to valleys. They are due to transient dependencies, such that a loss is followed by a loss, which is followed by a loss, which is followed by a loss. This kind of dependencies are largely missed by standard risk management tools, which ignore them and see lizard while they should see dragon kings. The Root mechanism of a dragon king is a slow maturation towards instability, which is the bubble, and the climax of the bubble is often the crash. This is similar to the slow heating of water in this test tube, 
reaching the boiling point where the instability of the water occurs and you have the phase transition to vapor. And this process, which is absolutely nonlinear, cannot be predicted by standard techniques, is the reflection of a collective emergent behavior which is fundamentally endogenous. So the, the cause of the crash, the cause of the crisis, has to be found in the inner instability of the system, and any tiny perturbation will make this instability occur. Now, some of you may have come to your mind that is this not related to the black swan concept you have heard about frequently? Remember, black swan is this rare bird that you see once and suddenly shattered your belief that all uh, swans should be white. So it captured the idea of unpredictability, unknowability, that the extreme events are fundamentally unknowable. Nothing can be further from the Dragon King concept I propose, which is exactly the opposite, that most extreme events are actually knowable and predictable. So we can be empowered and make, take responsibility and make prediction about them. So let's have my Dragon King burn this black swan concept. <laughs> there are many early warning signals that are predicted by this theory. Let me just focus on one of them, the super exponential growth with positive feedback. What does it mean? Imagine you have an investment that returns the first year 5%, the second year 10%, the third year 20%, the next year, 40%. Is that not marvelous? This is a super exponential growth. A standard exponential growth corresponds to a constant growth rate, let's say of 10%. The point is that many times during bubbles, there are positive feedbacks, which can be of many times, such that a previous growth enhance, push forward, increase the next growth through this kind of super exponential growth, which is very transient, not sustainable. And the key idea is that the mathematical solution of this class of models exhibit finite time singularities, which means that there is a critical time where the system will break, will change regime. It may be a crash, it may be just a plateau, something else. And the key idea is that the critical time the information about the critical time is contained in the early development of this uh, super exponential growth. We have applied this theory early on, that was our first success, to the diagnostic of the rupture of key elements on the iron rocket. Using acoustic emission, you know, this little noise that you hear a structure emit, sing to you when they are stressed and reveal the damage going on, there's a collective phenomenon of positive feedback. The more damage, give the more damage. So you can actually predict within, of course, a probability band when the rupture will occur. So this is not so successful that it is used in the initial phase of clarifying the flight. Perhaps more surprisingly, the same type of theory applies to biology and medicine, parturition, the act of giving birth, epileptic seizures. From seven months of pregnancy, a mother starts to feel episodic, precursory contraction of the uterus that are the sign of these maturations towards the instability, giving birth to the baby, the Dragon King. So if you measure the precursor signal, you can actually identify pre- and post-maturity problems in advance. Epileptic seizures, 
also come in a large variety of size, and when the brain goes to a supercritical state, you have dragon kings, which have a degree of predictability, and this can help the patient to deal with his illness. We have applied this theory to many systems, landslides, glacier collapse, even to the dynamics of prediction of success, blockbusters, video, YouTube videos, movies, and so on. But perhaps the most important application is for finance. And this theory illuminates, I believe, the deep prison for the financial crisis that we have gone through. This is rooted in 30 years of history of bubbles, starting in 1980 with a global bubble crashing in 1987, followed by many other bubbles. The biggest one was the new economy internet bubble in 2000, crashing in 2000, the real estate bubbles in many countries, financial derivative bubbles everywhere, stock market bubbles also everywhere, commodity and oil bubbles, debts and credit bubbles, 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 bubbles. We had a global bubble. This is a measure of a global overvaluation over all markets, expressing what I call an illusion of a perpetual money machine that suddenly broke in 2007. The problem is that we see the same process, in particular through quantitative easing, of a thinking of a perpetual money machine nowadays to tackle the crisis since 2008 in the US, in Europe, in Japan. This has very important implications to understand the failure of quantitative easing as well as austerity measure, as long as we don't attack the core, the structural cause of this perpetual machine thinking. Now, these are big claims. Why would you believe me? Well, perhaps because in the last 15 years, we have come out of our ivory tower and start to publish ex ante, and I stress the term ex ante, means in advance, before the crash confirm the existence of the bubble of the financial excesses. These are a few of the major bubbles that we have lived through in recent history. Again, many interesting stories for each of them. Let me tell you just one or two stories associated with massive bubbles. We all know the Chinese miracle. This is the expression of the stock market of a massive bubble, you know, a factor of three, 300 percent in just a few years. In September 2007, I was invited the keynote speaker of a macro hedge fund uh, management conference, and I showed to the conference a prediction that by the end of 2007, this bubble would change regime. There might be a crash, certainly not sustainable. Now, how do you believe the very smart, very motivated, very informed macro hedge fund managers reacted to this prediction? You know, they had made billions just surfing this bubble until now. They told me, Didier, yeah, the market might be overvalued, but you forget something there is the Beijing Olympic Games coming in August 2008, and it's very clear that the Chinese government is controlling the economy and is going what it takes to also avoid any waves and control the stock market. Three weeks after my presentation, the market lost 20% and went through a phase of volatility, upheaval, and the total market lost 
70% until the end of the year. So how can we be so collectively wrong by misreading or ignoring the science of the fact that when an instability has developed and the system is ripe, any perturbation makes it essentially impossible to control. The Chinese market collapsed, but it rebounded. In 2009, we also identified that this new bubble, smaller one, was unsustainable. So we published, again, a prediction in advance, stating that by August 2009, the market will correct, will not continue on this track. Our critics, reading the prediction, said, no, it's not impossible. The Chinese government is there. They have learned the lesson. They will control. They want to benefit from the growth. Perhaps these critics have not learned the lesson previously. So the crisis did occur. The market corrected. The same critics then said, ah, oh, yes, but you publish your prediction, you influence the market. It was not a prediction. <laughs> Maybe I'm very powerful then. <laughs> now, this is interesting. It shows that it's essentially impossible until now to develop a science of economics because we are sentient beings who anticipate, and there is a problem of self-fulfilling prophecies. So we invented a new way of doing science. We created the financial bubble experiment. The idea is the following. We monitor the markets. We identify excesses, bubbles. We do our work. We write a report uh, in which we put our prediction of the critical time. We don't release the report. It's kept secret. But with modern encrypt uh, encrypting techniques, we, release, we have a hash, we publish a public key, and six months later, we release the report. And there is authentication. And all this is done on an international um, archive, so that we cannot be accused of just releasing the successes. Let me tease you with a very recent analysis. 17th of May 2013, just two weeks ago, we identified that the US stock market was an unsustainable path, and we released this on our website, the 21st of May, that there will be a change of regime. The next day, the market starts to change regime, of course. This is not a crash. This is just the third or fourth act of a massive bubble in the making. Scaling up the discussion at the size of the planet, we see the same thing. Wherever we look at, in observable, in the biosphere, in the atmosphere, in the ocean, showing these super exponential trajectories characterizing an unsustainable path and enhancing a phase transition. This diagram on the right shows a very beautiful compilation of studies suggesting, indeed, that there is a nonlinear possibility for nonlinear uh, transition just in the next few decades. So there are bubbles everywhere. From one side, this is exciting for me as a professor who chases bubbles and slays dragons, as the media has called, sometimes called me. But can we really slay the dragons? Very recently, with collaborators, we studied a dynamical system where you see the Dragon King as these big loops, and we were able to apply tiny perturbations at right times that remove when control is on these dragons. Gouverner, c'est prévoir. Governing is the art of planning and predicting. But 
Is it not the case that it's probably one of the biggest gaps of mankind, which has the responsibility to steer our societies and our planet towards sustainability in the face of growing challenges and crises? But the Dragon King theory gives hope. We learn that most systems have pockets of predictability. It's possible to develop advanced diagnosis of crises so that we can be prepared, we can take measures, we can take responsibility, and so that never again extremes and crises like the Great Recession or the European crisis take us by surprise. Thank you.